Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you believe your significant other may be cheating on you? Or do you just want to check? The best tool to use is a voice-activated recorder which is small and can be hidden in a car or bedroom or anywhere else you believe will work. This is the number one method used by professionals for decades and gives you evidence to confront or possibly a divorce hearing. Check out the Amazon link with 30% discount in description for a super affordable and on sale. Long life rechargeable battery over 1000 hours recording time sound audio recorder with playback with dual microphones and password protected and put your doubts to rest. I know it worked for me. Check out the Amazon link with 30% discount in description. Found out my GF31F cheated on me 35 meters, not sure how to confront her about it. A little backstory, she was out with some friends a couple of weeks ago and stopped responding to texts at some point. I immediately had a bad feeling about it, the next morning she responds saying she got drunk, crashed at her friend's place, etc. We hung out later that day and I told her I was feeling weird about it, she said she felt bad and apologized. A week goes by and my uneasiness continues to grow. I'm feeling super paranoid and depressed at this point, so I check her phone and sure enough my suspicions are confirmed. Really not proud of how I found out, but kind of relieved I'm not totally crazy. Told myself I would never be that person but here I am. My trust in her is completely gone at this point, and I've decided to break it off. I'm just not sure if I should come clean with her that I know for sure. Thoughts? Redditor's reaction story 2 after. Redditor 1, honestly, you don't have to tell her. If you got that person's name, just say I know about you and. It's over it could be as simple as that. She doesn't deserve an explanation. If you say you went through her phone she might try to turn it around on you about lack of trust ruining the relationship for her an excuse. How serious are the two of you? Do you have belongings at her place, or hers at yours? Do you live together? Redditor 2, why tell her you know? Just break up with something like we're not on the same page. If she really pushes, then say I don't cheat. Redditor 3, it's completely up to you and what sort of acid storm you want to start. If you want a clean break just come straight out with what you know, how you can no longer continue with her and that it's best that you just go your separate ways. The means of finding out is completely immaterial to be honest when it comes to cheating so whether it was because you saw it on her phone or someone hired a skywriter to draw the picture in the sky doesn't matter. She cheated, you found out, you no longer wish to be with her, end of story. Keep yourself as calm and as matter of fact as possible. As soon as she starts the it wasn't like that or the it was a mistake or the I was drunk just shut that s it down and tell her quite simply. I don't care how, or why or who with. You cheated on me. I can't forgive that and we are now over. Please never speak to me again. If you haven't already done so, remove her from all of your social media, block her number and then delete it, change your status to single and make one last post lamenting how painful it is to be cheated on and then give social media a break for a few months. Do it quickly, calmly and with purpose and she'll be out of your life before you know it. Story 2, I think my wife's cheating, what do I do? I 26M have been with my wife 28F for 5 years. Our relationship has been great and we've had very minor problems. When I met my wife, Amy, we were both heavyset people. Amy was chunky but beautiful and I had been an offensive lineman at a small college. My weight was up to 308 at one time. Before COVID I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and was instructed to lose weight as part of my treatment. 
I am on metformin and lisinopril as well. Amy has been very supportive. I got a gym membership and worked hard at losing the weight, and eventually lost like 100 pounds right now I'm at a healthy 224, I gained some of that back during the global crisis. Amy lost a lot too, and has never looked better. Our sex life has never been better. I thought this would be a new positive chapter in our lives. Lately however, Amy and I have been getting a lot of attention from other people. It started before the crisis, with guys and girls coming up to us. And some flirting. More Amy than me. Where I have been polite about everything, pointing out I'm married, Amy has been really enjoying the attention. A little too much actually. She made a bunch of new friends and is now always texting them and wanted to work out with them and not me. It was getting really suspicious before COVID, but after things got worse. Now she's always texting and guards her phone like it's Fort Knox. We used to know each other's passcodes, but she's changed hers and won't give it to me. When I walk into a room and she's on it she'll stop talking and look at me. Or if she's texting she will turn her phone over. She will go out for something simple and be gone for hours and won't explain where she has been. And money is being spent, but no explanation about it. When I talk to her about it, she accuses me of being paranoid and jealous now that other people find her attractive. Sex has slowed between us and she's getting all defensive all that time. What makes me super sure is that I caught her talking to her friend Mimi, who we both have known since college. Mimi was upset and telling Amy she needs to tell me something, but I'm not kind of sneak, so they heard M walking up and shut up. When I asked what they were talking about, I could tell there was an issue cause Amy gave Mimi the shut up look. And Mimi looked disgusted and left. I called Mimi, but she won't say anything to me, just tells M I need to talk to my wife. I sat her down and asked her plain if there was anything going on. I told her that her behavior was suspect and she'd been mistreating and neglecting me for months. She made excuses and got really defensive with the whole, what are you accusing me of? And all that. But I asked to see her phone and she wouldn't give it to me. I told her to either let me see the phone or she can pack her shit and get out. So now she's not in the house and I'm sitting here wondering where it all went wrong. Is she right? Am I tripping? Or is this too much smoke not to be a fire? Update. So I followed the advice of most people and went to Mimi's house. I packed up a lot of Amy's stuff and had it in the car and just told Mimi we were getting a divorce. Mimi asked what happened and I told her and I told her that if Amy wasn't already cheating on me, she was gearing up for it. Mimi broke down and told me everything and I'm not sure how to feel about it. Amy apparently isn't cheating, not in the traditional sense. Amy has been camming. She's been showing the goddamn world her body and doing lewd things with toys and with Mimi. Apparently Mimi has an cam site account or something and Amy had been interested in gaining confidence by playing around with Mimi and some toys. Mimi does stuff with her boyfriend on it, but told me Amy has never done anything with her boyfriend. Mimi showed me all the videos they took and there are like 18 of them. It's been going on for months. I asked about the conversation Mimi had with Amy and what Mimi wanted her to tell me and she clammed up. Mimi told me that she had told Amy to try to include me into it or tell me, but apparently the conversation was about a particular fan who had been wanting to purchase private streams from just Amy. Amy had been doing them for the money, but Mimi had been against it. Apparently now the guy wants a little more and had offered Amy a lot of money, which Amy didn't dismiss right away. She told Mimi who says she told Amy she wouldn't be camming if it wasn't something her boyfriend knew about, approved of, and participated in. And that she needed to come clean now because what he offered and wants is serious. To be honest, this was not what I was thinking I'd hear. I asked her about all the red flags and the times Amy has been missing and some of the dates definitely match up when the videos were made. I talked to her boyfriend Buff Doug, and he said he thought he knew about it. He had said he'd been the cameraman for at least three of the videos, but hadn't thought to talk to me about it cause he wasn't participating. He also said it was the first time of him hearing about private streams and that he would not let Mimi agree to doing them so he definitely doesn't think Amy should be doing them. Buff Doug apologized for his part in it and said he probably should have talked to me cause Amy was being pretty secretive about it. But me and Buff Doug aren't that close. He made me a copy of all of the videos they made and told me that he thinks that Amy is just exploring herself, but he would be concerned too about the phone thing. 
I told Mimi to call Amy, who hasn't been answering my calls and tell her I know. She tried calling me a bunch of times but I didn't answer. If she wanted to talk she had to come home. She was crying and apologizing. I told her that she's not sorry, so I'm not really accepting any apology. She'd be doing what she was doing still if she hadn't been exposed. She offered to show me her phone and I told her I didn't want to see it. She said ample time to delete and manicure her phone. I told her that if she didn't tell me everything I was sending all her videos to her parents, her grandparents and her siblings and if find out anything else she left out on a later date, I'm not going to talk to her about it I'm just going to burn it all to the ground and leave. So, the fan she was camming for is some guy who is in the next state over. She did four private streams for him and had been sexting with him for money. I saw her PayPal, it's a lot. He offered to fly her to him for a night to sleep with him and offered her $3,000. She initially said no, but he kept pressuring her so she said she'd think about it, just to get him to stop asking. The turning point is that the guy sent her $5,000 today with a message saying, just so you know I'm serious. Mimi didn't tell me that amount or that he had already sent it. Amy said she didn't agree to anything but was contemplating keeping the money. We are financially well off. We both have good jobs, extra income is nice, but we don't need the money. Not like this. I told her that and she admitted it wasn't about the money. I asked her am I not giving her enough attention. She told me it's different. I asked her why she wasn't honest with me. Why she didn't talk to me. She told me she just couldn't. I'm furious because I feel like this is as close to cheating as you can be without actually doing it. I mean, you can say it's not an emotional affair, because she claims not to feel anything for the guy. But she's just using him for validation and money. Not even that she needs money, it's just stroking her ego. Would she fly out and fuck this guy to feel better about herself? Does it matter that I always loved her and thought she was attractive? I ask her if I'm not doing it for her in the bedroom. She says that our sex life is fine. I'm always willing to try new things, but this was something personal, something for her. She says all her life I was the only person that told her she was really pretty or attractive. That I had to say that cause I chose her and I have to validate my choices. She brings up my ex and how much prettier she was than her. Yeah, my ex who cheated on me and left me when I broke my knee and it was pretty clear the football thing wasn't going to work out. I'm mad. I'm pissed and confused. I don't know what to do here. Is this cheating? I don't know. What exactly? Update, wife hid things, lied, and had an online relationship, should I reconcile, where do I even begin? I'm not sure if I want to divorce my wife over this, but I am at least going to separate for a while. I called her parents and told them that she would be staying with them for a while and that I was bringing her stuff. I didn't explain exactly what's going on but they know that it's bad and that they daughter ducked up. Her mother begged me not to do anything rash, I just told her that she needed to talk to her daughter. Amy has returned the guy's money and swears she never intended to take him up on his offer. She says she knows it was wrong not to tell me what she was doing, and gaslighting me, and going behind my back. She wants to make it right. She against suggested therapy and I said I was going to do that but it needed to be separately. She cried and said she didn't want to be with anyone else and that she just got caught up in all the attention, but she never would have slept with anyone else. She didn't outright say it, but I know all of this stems a bit from her always envying Mimi. Because though bookish, Mimi has always been thin and very attractive, and another is what I found in her history. Her YouTube, and history dating back months are all these videos and websites about female empowerment and loving yourself, expressing yourself as a s-time-wool being. A lot of it seems like she has low self-esteem or something, which I never really thought she did. The other stuff just seems like encouragement to cheat. I told her I was going to get tested and she started screaming, saying she didn't have s-time with anyone. I pointed out that she technically had s-time with Mimi and she just started sobbing. I don't know why, but the Mimi thing doesn't bother me. It's they lying, the deception, and all that about it. She's with her parents now, but has been texting me constantly, I've ignored her. I've also ignored Mimi who has also been texting me. However, when I got home today, Buff Doug was at my house with sandwiches asking to talk. I am mad at Buff Doug, 
but not furious. He's always seemed like an honest straightforward guy. We sat down and he apologized for not confirming with me that my wife had my permission. He also apologized cause B believes part of this was his fault. I asked him what he meant and he told me his story. Apparently when Mimi started camming it was two years ago almost. Mimi didn't tell him she was camming. Unlike Amy, Mimi started camming cause she needed the money. Buff Doug had been hurt at his job and Mimi hadn't been making enough money at hers. Buff Doug said he flipped his ass it when he found out, and despite all the excuses, he felt betrayed and wanted to break up with Mimi. They worked through it because he loved Mimi and if this was what she wanted to do he would support her and their relationship got stronger for it. Buff Doug thinks Mimi has told a version of that story that made my wife think it'd eventually be okay. He says he doesn't think that she really emphasized how their relationship almost didn't survive the keeping secrets and how she had done it behind his back. Buff Doug told me that what Amy did was wrong and I have every right to want to divorce her over it. He believes what Amy did was way worse than what Mimi did because when he confronted her she was honest with him. I asked him plain if he ever got off to my wife and he shrugged, and say yeah, but not while he was filming. He did watch the videos later. It made my skin crawl, but I respected his honesty. He told me that he didn't mean to be a part of ruining my relationship, and that he hoped that in time it all can be repaired. He says he thinks I should take time and just be away from Amy and see if moving on or living without her is what I really want. He then told me that I need to sit down and lay down a list of demands, he also suggested I get a lawyer involved just in case, so Amy understands this is real. He says he knows I love her and I'm just furious right now and I want retribution. He says he felt emasculated too. He told me not to blame myself. He said I could blame him, Mimi, and my wife, but not to blame myself. He says he believes I can reconcile and that our relationship can be repaired, but only if Amy is willing to admit her wrongs without excuses and understand how bad she betrayed me. He suggested I don't do anything right away and just let her be for a while and see what she does, put the ball in her court. I don't know why, but I guess that made me feel better. I should be pissed at Buff Doug, but I kind of respect him. Though I told him not to show up at my place again unannounced, not until I sort how I feel in my head. He was cool and he shook my hand. He told me Mimi wanted to apologize to me and I told him I wasn't ready for that. But I would talk to him later. This is all like, beyond whatever I thought I'd ever deal with. Like, what am I supposed to do? I know for a fact that I'm going to get counseling, but I'm not sure I'll ever feel right about how Amy went about this. It's not even the camming, or any of that. She like lied to me. Gaslighted me. It's like now I know she's capable of great deception and manipulation and that's hard to see past right now. And she could just as easily been ducking these dudes. I love this woman. I do. I really do. But I hate this situation. I hate what she's done, this wedge she's put between us. If, and it's a big if. If I wanted to reconcile, where do I even start? I know I do not want to see her for the foreseeable future. I'm thinking of traveling back home to my my parents, COVID be damned. I think I need to spend a few months away to start. Has anyone come back from something like this? Update. Some people have their opinions and I wanted to address them. To start, I know I seem very calm and relaxed about this. Rational even. Even other Doug and Amy's sister 26F, Clara, are all kind of worried about how calm I seem about this. I assure you, I'm anything but calm. But I had serious anger and rage issues in my childhood and I've been taught to channel that energy into rational thought. No it isn't easy. Yes I have had dangerous thoughts. But I have to make choices that get me to where I want to be, and rash outbursts never do that. That's a quote by the way, I don't remember the doctor's name. Firstly, I don't know what Mimi and Amy did off camera if anything. I don't feel the same way about Mimi and Amy because I knew the two of them had experimented in their younger days. And back in college there was a thing between the three of us. So the thought in my head is different. I don't know what they did off camera, but on camera there was very little interacting between the two of them. I don't know how to describe it without being graphic, just, they did their things together but separate. No using toys on each other. That's why I use the word with. 
it's still a violation cause there was no permission and this was hidden from me. Secondly, I believe Buff Doug because of Mimi's reputation and her past. The whole Amy and Mimi with another guy thing came up before we were married and one of the reasons that wasn't something they ever tried is Mimi was always the one with the boyfriend and Mimi don't share. I don't know much about it, but back before folks were grown and married, Mimi had wanted to try stuff like that, but never with anyone she was dating. People may change, but I'm basing my opinions on that experience and how buff Doug is. People aren't as good at lying as you think and right now given all the evidence and my read on the people and situation, I'm inclined to believe Buff Doug. There's always the possibility. But as a lot of people have stated, it's about what I can and cannot believe. Where my own personal doubts are. Who and what I can trust. Right now, no matter how hard I try to get worked up about this and distrust, so far that side of it seems to fit in the believable. Third. Amy deleted some texts and stuff, but her iPhone was on the cloud and after following some advice from folks the first time I posted I was able to get back all the deleted text. I was also able to go through her internet history as she deleted some stuff, but her Google tracked everything. Thanks to the internet wizards who walked me through that. I went through the financials and everything with other Doug and I've gone through Mimi's site. One thing is they wear masks and stuff. But if you know them you can tell. I mean, Mimi has this big obvious tattoo. I also went through the Twitter. I have Amy's phone now by the way, and have been using it to get more information out of the fan. I originally came to take it for that purpose, but I also wanted her to stop ducking texting me. Fourth, her parents know that she's their cause she was unfaithful. She won't tell them exactly what happened, but I told them a manicured version of it, that she was trading naughty images and FaceTimes with another man. Clara her sister knows the full story from Mimi. I thought you guys were all pitchforks and fire, Clara has been insisting that I divorce Amy as well. Calling Amy spoiled and ungrateful. I knew Clara before I knew Amy, back in school, Clara and I were friends. She introduced me to Amy and Mimi. Amy has always thought Clara was jealous, and I've never agreed, but she's way angrier about this than I am. So I don't know. Clara is also another person Mimi apparently wanted to do things with her and her boyfriend when they were younger, and has also told me the story recently about how Mimi does not feel the same when it comes to her boyfriends. I also found out that Clara and Amy have known about Mimi camming since it began. Fifth, I have not talked much to Amy. I haven't read her texts. I really haven't listened to her excuses or explanations past that initial time I drove her up there with her stuff. I was up there today to get the phone and to have a long talk with her parents. I told them and Clara if she doesn't give me the phone immediately and stay in her room I was just going to leave and I wasn't coming back. She was screaming and cry from upstairs, but Clara kept her up there. It sounded like a fight. So no. I really don't know how genuine Amy's regret, remorse, or any of that is, I'm not listening or paying attention. As some other people have pointed out. Right now she's probably just distraught she got caught and reacting to the idea that her normal is about to change. I think time apart, time away from me will decide this. She may wake up in a week and feel liberated. This may be just what she needed to go off and be her true self, I don't know. I just don't think listening to her right now will help any. Plus, I don't think I can believe a lot of what she says. Fifth, I've decided to speak to my lawyer on Monday to get the ball rolling. Whether I reconcile or not, I'm going to draw up the papers and get all that in order. I don't know where my head space will be at. Doug thinks we should try to get Mimi's hard drives or something. Though I'm computer literate and I was there when we went through the folders. Everything was in a folder under Amy's name and there were no hidden files or anything. Mimi and Buff Doug aren't what I would consider computer savvy, but who the hell knows. Either way, wrong or right. I'm going with Mimi and Doug being mostly honest about their part in this. Especially now that I've seen the texts about this situation between Mimi and Amy over the time this was going down. I will say Mimi was on the tell me train from the beginning and through the messages was only down with the idea of toys and playing. Threesomes were never brought up. But telling me was brought up a lot, with Amy saying she was going to get to it. Mimi flat out told her that she had kept this from Buff Doug and it almost kaled their relationship and that she didn't think I would be forgiving about it. 
I'm pissed because Mimi's texts make it very clear that Amy knew dealing with this fan was a no-go and way across the line and she threatened to tell me if Amy continued. Amy continued and Mimi got more frantic about it. One text even said if Amy was really thinking of ducking this guy that she needs to tell me she wants a divorce. Amy maintained that she didn't want anything physical, though I'm disgusted because it seems like she was just using this guy and was pretty proud of it. Anyway, I've got a lot to think about here. But I'm not going to be doing it for my home. I've got to get away from everyone. So I'm going NC with everyone for a while and returning home where my family is and where I can get the emotional support I need. I will only make a decision on Amy after I feel I'm better mentally and really, it'll come down to whether or not I can move forward with her. I mean she could be 100% honest. Do everything right and be a good and loyal wife, that may never erase misgivings. I got to know that I can handle that and if I make the decision right now, I'm like no, I can't. But I know that's an initial reaction. I also know in the back of my mind and in my heart I don't want to throw away all these years. But I won't stand for this kind of disrespect. But I also don't want to be driven by the idea that someone's getting something over on me. I've been there. It's not a good thing to let drive you. Update, so now I got a clearer picture of what and why and I don't know what to do with that information. Firstly, Buff Doug was lying about being involved from the beginning. He was only involved in the last three videos they did which means he'd only known for about two weeks. Doug didn't know about the videos before his involvement and was just covering for Mimi. They apparently had a huge argument about that and Buff Doug is pissed he had to lie to me, but didn't think it would help to admit he didn't know about the earlier stuff. Buff Doug isn't happy with Mimi and said several times that now he thinks I binged his wife. Mimi argues that I don't, but Buff Doug has been adamant that he would think that and the truth sounds far-fetched. He's upset about Mimi lying to him. He apparently asked her several times about whether I was cool with it and she had told him I was. They've been arguing a lot about that and he blames Mimi for everything. He has apparently suggested several times that she be TT out of the situation, but Mimi refuses to abandons her friend in her time of need. Buff Doug asked directly if Mimi did any more with Amy than what was on the videos or if there are any more surprises which she denies. Through conversations between Mimi and Amy, Mimi switches from being supportive to being accusatory or blaming Amy. Apparently in the beginning the idea was to make something fun for me for my birthday, something Mimi did not ask Buff Doug's permission for. All the first videos were Amy solo with Mimi filming and stuff. After actually looking at the whole videos, I'll admit, I just skimmed through the timeline to see what was on it, I didn't watch them. In most of the solo videos both Amy and Mimi are indeed talking to the camera as if addressing me. The thing is when Amy escalated, Mimi began asking about permissions and whether or not I knew. Amy originally lied to her before the first one and then told her a different story with the second. Apparently those videos were mostly for herself. She was comparing herself to Mimi, whom she admitted she always felt jealous of. Mimi switched to support and they started talking about their insecurities and issues. This is why I'm writing this. So there's a lot of details that were there, but most important to me is what my wife said about her self-confidence and stuff. So originally I was friends with her sister and wanted to date Clara, who I shared classes with, but Clara didn't date bigger guys. I was a 285 pounds lineman at the time. Me and Clara were still cool though she dated some skinny tall Latin dude from the basketball team. I met Amy at a party his friend group was having and Amy had taken a shine to me. I didn't know that at the time, cause I was hung up on Clara and my ex, this Asian girl named Dawn. When Dawn ended up going to a room with some guy I hated and Clara went off with her boyfriend, I started drinking and feeling pretty sorry for myself. That's when I first met Amy and Mimi. I'll admit, I didn't know Amy was Clara's sister. I will also admit that Mimi who's who I was flirting with. It wasn't cause I didn't think Amy was cute, though she was a bigger girl, she was just all quiet and didn't really say much and Mimi was the talker. A few drinks in and Mimi was off with someone else, another friend and I was left with Amy, whom I didn't think much of cause she didn't talk much. We ended up playing video games, when she kinda opened up. She pointed out how the guys always liked Mimi and her sister and all that and none of the guys wanted to talk to her. 
I was drunk so I kinda just said that was nonsense and she was really pretty, which she is, just a bigger girl. I know I made a joke about skinny girls being a worse lay because they think all they have to do is just lay there, and that we big people work for hours. It was funny I swear it, but I just don't remember the delivery. Either way, Amy basically got a little more open and forward at that point and we ended up doing something that night. Between Mimi and Amy, Amy never forgot this and remembers this night differently. Like I took pity on her and gave her a mercy lay. And then she thinks she just kept showing up and I didn't have the heart to tell her off and that she was just, easy lay, and we didn't really start dating until a pregnancy scare. First off, that's not how it happened. Secondly, yeah, in the beginning it was just SX. I didn't know Amy and she didn't really open up and only came over for SX. We officially started dating long before the pregnancy scare thing, after I had talked to some of my boys about her. Everyone knew I liked Clara, and she didn't want to give me the time of day. They were being really rude like I settled for the fat sister and I wanted to check that crap before it got back to Amy. I didn't settle for anyone. The truth is, the most attractive thing about a woman is her love for me or willingness to be with me. I really don't give a hoot about these auxiliary beaches not matter how comparatively hot they may be. It's just about who wants me. Apparently some things were said, and others I said were misconstrued and Amy has felt our entire relationship that I settled for her. And that I always thought I was better or could do better. There's a lot she talked about with my parents. Worse she compares herself to Dawn, whom she still thinks I pined for because I kept a jacket that Dawn gave me. This was a $500 bomber jacket, something I'd wanted my entire life, no I was not going to throw it away just cause Dawn gave it to me. I still wear that jacket, it's still amazing and warm. Not because I secretly miss being with Dawn. Also I find that she's got a problem with my sister. Which doesn't surprise me. My sister is so beautiful even I have to admit that. Danny according to her would always want her to work out with her, or give her eating tips, or beauty tips whenever they visited. She said she never insulted her or was specifically mean, but Danny didn't invite anyone else to exercise with her or try the new vegan restaurants. She said she felt beautiful for the first time and it wasn't just cause someone felt sorry for her. She said the strangers didn't know her and she could disengage from them anytime she wanted. And she also said she didn't mean to hurt anyone, she just felt pretty for the first time in her life, really wanted. Like she wasn't just an afterthought. Mimi asked her about the private fan and Amy has D need wanting to do more. Mimi flat out accused her working her way up to cheating, and says she warned Amy about private streams. She also blames Amy because Buff Doug now doesn't believe that she doesn't private stream, because he thinks Amy got the idea from somewhere. Amy D need building up any emotional attachment, or wanting to bang the guy at any price, she just said she liked the attention. How it made her feel. Surprisingly Mimi was really blunt with her, telling her poppycock like that's how it starts, and folks always say that before it's too late. Their conversations the past week have been round and around about this and how buff Doug has told her that if our relationship is to mend, Mimi might need to give up her friend, which both of them say they refuse to do. Now I'm a bit torn. Cause I thought some of this malarkey, a lot of this hoo-ha was all in the past. They even talked about the time my guy Hui flat out called her the consolation prize. This was like 7 years ago in college. And I totally checked his BTT. I feel like I didn't notice a lot of things and that I took it for granted that she wasn't threatened by a lot of things and I was managing her insecurities well. I mean, I always showed her love and support and encouraged her to be herself. I never asked her to lose weight for me. I didn't think it was this big a deal. She also apparently scared crapless every time I'm around Clara and Clara is single. Like I MMA have I course with her sister or trade up. If we're being honest, Clara is only fitter than Amy, Amy is incredibly pretty, freckles, auburn hair, green eyes. And to be honest, I like her look now, but I had no problem with my BBW wife. Why is this such a thing and why is this how she dealt with it? How does showing your rear to strangers make you feel empowered? I don't get that. Someone explain that. In fact, don't judge her, just give me a perspective where that makes sense. 
where showing yourself nude to others makes you feel better about yourself cause I honestly can't wrap my head around it. I'm a lot confused by the new info. I really am. None of this seems real. It all seems so damn childish and ridiculous. Why the hell could she not talk to me? I have asked, literally asked about this nonsense over the years. I have asked what I can do to be a better man. I have asked about her needs and wants. Not a day has gone by that I didn't tell her she was beautiful to me, that I loved her, that she was the best thing in my life. How does she still somehow feel like none of that's true? WTF? Some make this make sense. Update, what do I do with my thoughts? It's been a few weeks since I found out about my partner's infidelity. I've tried to be mature in my handling of the situation. Some believe that what she's done isn't as bad as other forms of infidelity, and it's true that I'm not quite as outraged by the act as I am by the implications of how it went down. I have removed myself from the situation. Talked with a lawyer just in case, and got myself in therapy. I've had very little contact with my WS. If I'm being honest, it's partly because I know I'm weak when it comes to her emotional distress, which makes me feel pathetic. But the other part is that I want to be able to control myself emotionally. I know I love her. I am also pretty sure what she did was not done maliciously. The big thing is the shattered trust and the unmistakable fact that she can see her actions distressing me and be able to do the mental gymnastics to justify it and keep doing it. I am now aware that she is capable of great deception, so I know it will be hard to trust anything she saw us for the rest of our lives. Back home I'm cool. I spend my days doing anything and everything but thinking about her and the situation. Outside of therapy and talking to my friend who I have monitoring communications and watching my home, I try not to even talk about it. I'm cool when I'm focused on something else, anything else. I feel normal. I can almost feel happy and normal. I've got a lot of drama around me back at the family home, and I find myself enthralled in it because the answers for other people's problems seem to be so much easier to see than my own. Everyone and they mama on Reddit is like, throw that asset in the fire. Divorce. NC with everyone involved. Your life is already over, get started on moving to something new. You're an idiot if you even think about forgiving this woman. And maybe I would be. I don't know. If she was just out there ducking other another guy, or what not, this would be a simple thing. But this is a gray area. The problem is my thoughts. The influence of all the worst case scenarios, made worse by the overwhelming voices that want them to be true. What exactly am I to do in those dark moments? Say I divorce my wife, move on. What do I do with these thoughts with the next woman, or the next? I don't think they will go away. Once you realize what someone is capable of, you also realize what anyone is capable of. That people may just be only as loyal as their options and that's a terrifying thought. What do I do in the moments where it's just me and my thoughts, and they're playing a picture show of my greatest fears? What I do with the guilt. The thought that maybe I missed something. Maybe I wasn't who I thought I was. Maybe I wasn't as supportive or attentive. What do I do with the idea that I spent years ignoring a woman who was made to feel unattractive by all the women around her, while I dismissed her self-esteem issues cause she had me, and I was such prize. That my opinion should have mattered while everyone else was making her feel fat and disgusting. Maybe I just wasn't enough validation for her? Then what do I do with the other thoughts? The ones that think she's vile and deceptive. Selfish and full of herself. That despite what she was going through mentally she need not be online showing herself to people, because that's a stupid way to prove to yourself that people find you attractive. What do I do with that part of me that thinks she's slow? That's she's stupid for buying into all that rhetoric and female s time will empowerment be lls it at the cost of a good relationship, a good and supportive man. What do I do with the part of me who is furious at the normalization of things like camming and s it? How it seems like S-time is no longer intimate, it's all about instant gratification and validation like everything else. Nothing is sacred, not even in a marriage. It can all be bought and sold based on how you feel. What do I do with the part of me that wants to scream, fuck your feelings? What about me? What if I always thought that way and we got to this point because that's how I always was, and was too all up in my own ass to see it? 
how do I think about something else in the darkness? Anything else? Update, the odd road of reconciliation. I26M caught my 28F wife camming with her female friend Mimi, and doing private streams and essing with a fan. You can pretty much find the entire situation in my posts, I don't want to rehash it here. Retelling the story still makes me incredibly angry. A little update and some information for others who are reconciling. The first thing I would like to say is, if you're reconciling, think really hard about what and why. You're going to get a lot of pushback from folks who think you're an idiot. The main champion of that will be in your own mind. I am not sure if I am strong enough to reconcile with a woman who physically cheated on me. The possibility that she did is still there, though all the evidence says otherwise. But the emotional gratification she got with the guy, the things said in the text as they role-played, that got pretty disrespectful, but it's something I believe I can work past. So the first thing I'm going to say is, once you make the decision, you got to block the rest of it out. Gotta give the S at your full measure. And it's hard, I'm in the beginning stage and I can already see some of the pitfalls. There is a pull between wanting to rush and try to put it past, to get over and be what you once were. Or thought you were. Know that what you once were is dead and gone. Your job is to build something new from the ashes. Fighting comfortability and compliancy seem like it's going to be a huge issue. But you got to stay firm in your demands and how you want to be treated and what will not be accepted going forward. You can't let our longing for the idyllic picture you have formed of the before this happened to cloud your judgment. Don't be mean and petty, but don't let them off the hook. I know I am the type that may throw some acid in your face if you start getting out of pocket. You can't do that. You can't use their guilt to torture them. In my case we've been re-establishing our relationship online. I have not physically been there with her since it happened. Instead we now discuss things and spend time via Zoom as we talk about our therapy and other things. We're trying to be honest with one another and handle the underlying problems that lead to those choices, rather than being awful about other things. Love don't go away. If you truly love this person, you always will. It's just that love will turn to anger and pain and resentment if you let it. I can feel it in my bones. If you're trying to reconcile, you gotta keep control of that. I find myself feeling more angry at her when I'm happy and things are going well than any other time. Like a snap to remind myself not to be too comfortable or that I need to keep my guard up. I'm about to make the move to re-cohabitate and it's frightening. But I also miss her like crazy. So I'll let you know how that goes. Update. What do you do with the misplaced anger? Me and my wife are reconciling. I will not lie and say my feelings of anger, betrayal, resentment do not flare up randomly. Sometimes when I look at her I'm wondering when the next crisis of self-confidence will lead her astray. She didn't duck anyone else this time, but what about next time? These thoughts come and go and I'll admit that I still monitor her every move. From having secret cameras and stuff installed in the house and in her car, along with a GPS locator I monitor from time to time. To still not letting her know I have access to her social media, Discord, and other things. She offered to share her passwords with me, but I figured just to monitor the programs on her phone and computer, cause she could just have alternate accounts. I'm not constantly checking in on her. Just, I feel more relaxed knowing that I have the option. From what I've read here, there are few success stories when a cheater is forgiven. My sister never cheated on her husband again, but he never got over his resentment. Never stopped punishing her in a million little ways. I don't want to do that. But whenever I feel those feelings creep up, I go review everything and I become quiet and distant. I usually just go out. I'm trying not to eat. I lost 9 pounds since I've been back, but I may have gained a few recently. This leads me to my question about misplaced anger. We recently found that a member of my team, I will call her Dawn, has cheated on her husband with a client. We're designing assets for his indie game. Dawn's husband is a nice man, very sweet, but I know him to be suffering from erectile dysfunction. He also worked with the team, but not on the creative size. We hire him for accounting and stuff as we don't do that in-house. We're not that big. Anyway, Dawn hasn't been as subtle as she thinks and the client hasn't even tried to hide it. I find myself instantly hating Dawn and it's become hard to work with her, 
I have yet to tell her husband as other members of the team feel like we should wait, as the turmoil would certainly destroy the project and cost us money, but I hate the client and am growing very resentful of Dawn. She confronted me about me all of sudden being cold and mean to her over the past week and I flatly just said, I knew and that her husband, Kurt deserved better than her. She pretended not to know what I was talking about, but I told her to cut the essay. I told her everyone knew and that her lover wasn't shy about his implications. She asked if I told her husband and I told her no, but she should. I told her she should go home and break up with him right now. Tell him she found someone else and be done with it. She started to argue and make excuses, but I told her the relationship was over when she ducked someone else. She tried to say she deserved to be happy and in a good relationship and not have to be celibate. Which I told her was true but she didn't deserve to do it at the expense of her husband. I told her her affair was causing problems on the team and that I was considering letting her go for being inappropriate with a client. Which she started crying, but I wasn't having it. She started making excuses but I was firm, angry, and unwilling to listen to her be LLS it. I told her that make no mistake, whether or not she remains with the team, I personally was done with her and that if she tried lying to her husband. I would present proof of her infidelity as she hadn't been as discreet as she believed. I was lying of course, but she doesn't know that. She started to apologize and tell me she valued me as a friend and a mentor and I went off on her. I said things I probably would never say to another person. How she was no friend of mine and how I was disgusted with her, and I hoped that she had the decency to free her husband of her vile poison. She said she'd break it off and that she wouldn't do it again. I told her her reasonings for doing it haven't changed, and they never would given the circumstance. When she felt safe and secure again, she would betray him again. That that was who she was in her heart. I said all the things I wanted to say to Amy when I found out, but didn't. I asked her how she could go home and smile and kiss him knowing she'd been with another man. Laugh and lie to his face. I asked did she laugh when he accepted her lies and excuses. Did her lover make inappropriate statements about Kurt's manhood and status, and she just encouraged it? I asked if she thought such a man was a good influence for her daughter. I'm being incredibly tame here, but I was not in the conversation. And when I was done ripping her to shreds I left the office. I've been ignoring texts from team members. Many are saying that I should have waited to dress her down as she is crucial to this particular project. They've all agreed not to tell the husband. And I'm disappointed with them. Dawn requested a few days off, which was granted, not my call. And Kurt contacted me asking what was wrong, as Dawn came home crying and wouldn't talk to him. She's apparently at her mother's but someone told him that I dressed her down. He's mad because he thinks I took her to task over the project, he's standing up for her and it makes me sick. I simply told him that Dawn would talk to him when she was ready. He's been blowing me up ever since. For the last two days I've been very cold to Amy. Avoiding her, not speaking with her. I skipped therapy. I just don't feel like talking about anything. I'm furious. Very furious and I want to scream at Amy. When she finally cornered me, I told her that betrayal hurts and that pain never goes away. That trust never returns fully, and that it's going to take a long time to not look at her sometimes want to spit at her. That there are times when I love her more than life itself, and then there are times when I despise her. She said she thought we were doing well. I said we still are, but she has no idea what well is and I told her I will probably always love her, but I would never truly respect her again. She cried and I could not bring myself to take back my words. I simply left. She has been doing her best. Working on our relationship and things have been, good but I don't know what to do when this feeling pops up other than avoid her. But now, seeing what Dawn did to Kurt, I'm feeling everything I felt back in December all over again and I don't know what to do with this rage. Update, it hurts from this end too. I posted here before about my own situation and recently about a situation at work. After a few days of letting things fall where they may, I came to conclusion that my friend Dawn wasn't going to tell her husband about her infidelity. My situation started back in December of 2020. I'm still dealing with it. I still hurt and ache and even though I'm trying to reconcile, it's difficult. My situation isn't typical. I don't know if I should abridge my situation, if it even matters, but I will, 
My wife lost weight, started acting funny. Started reading stuff on female empowerment, loving herself and sexuality and all that jazz. Ended up doing sexual videos with her female friend, live streaming for strangers online. The friend is someone we've in the past had included for intimate relations, but this was all hush-hush and behind my back. There was lying, cheating, escalation, gaslighting, and finally the blow-up. I discovered she hadn't been friggin' anyone, but had been doing private cams and had an unhealthy emotional relationship with one of her fans who was trying to pay her a lot of money to go duck him. Which apparently was a bridge too far, I dunno, things got discovered and put a stop to before we got there. So to say I have no idea to say to another man whose wife is ducking someone else is an understatement. I don't know if my situation seems less serious to them. Or if I can properly empathize. But, I introduced Dawn and Kurt. I told Kurt what a wonderful woman Dawn was. Since she wasn't woman enough to tell him the truth, I had to. I called up Kurt and asked him to meet me at the resort. We often go to this resort in a neighboring city to hang, put up visiting clients, and other things. He asked if it had anything to do with Dawn and if I had fired her. I told him Dawn had not been fired yet, but she certainly did something that made renewing her contract unlikely. He asked me what she did and if I would reconsider. Told me whatever she did that we can work it out, that Dawn was my protege and he couldn't think of anything they couldn't solve. He asked me if she stole from the team, or messed up the project, or was moonlighting. I told her all the design team is free to do freelance work as long it doesn't interfere with team projects, and that I would talk to him about it at the resort. Gave him the room and all that, and drove out. I had my proof in a manila folder. I brought that and a bottle of Remy Martin Louis XIII. I've had it for a while, cause I don't particularly drink and Kurt is a cognac man. He knew something was wrong the minute he saw the cognac. He asked me what happened, and I said nothing, I just asked him for his phone. He was reluctant to give it to me, but I told him I'd trade it for a glass. I poured him a glass and pushed it over to the other side of the table and told him to unlock his phone. He did and handed it to me. I called Dawn. She didn't answer at first, so I called again. She sent a text back saying that she can't talk right now that she was working some stuff out. I texted her saying, here with unfettered, he says last chance. She called back immediately. I answered the phone and she began to really lay into me, crying and begging. I told her I was going to put her on speakerphone and that she can talk to her husband. Kurt could hear her distressed, but not what she was saying. I told him to take a drink and to drink all of it first. I then poured him another and he began to tear up. Kurt's not a stupid man, but what followed was what I expected. At first, she was trickle-truthing him, but I reminded her I was sitting there with a manila folder. That before I went to Kurt I went to the code she was ducking and told him to give me everything or I was s at kenning his project and keeping the assets because though her contract has nothing against fraternization and the like, his contract has clauses about professionalism in regards to his interactions with the team. He was more than happy to give me everything I asked for cause I could keep the assets and he had no legal recourse to keep them or get his money back regarding the project. I basically told her that he gave me everything and she should speak with Kurt knowing that. I took out my phone and texted her just one of the things I had and that changed everything. To say this was the worst thing I have ever witnessed is an understatement. I watched a man dying right in front of me. Fear, disbelief, pain, anguish. Everything. He got as far as asking questions and all that before he couldn't take it anymore and threw his phone across the room. Luckily it hit the wood cabinet and not the wall, it shattered. I said nothing. I simply poured another drink and waited. For a while he stood there crying and I just got up and hugged him. He didn't want to be touched, but I hugged him anyway. I held him like a brother and told him he was going to be okay. That he wasn't alone. He was angry at first, he wanted to leave. I told him he's had two big things of the cognac and was about to have a third. I had also taken his keys when I hugged him and told him driving drunk will not help his situation. So then I sat him down and told him everything. And I do mean everything. I told him how I was feeling. What I was going through. I told him what I went through and what he can expect to feel. He was quiet for a long time and then asked me if I thought he should try to work through this. 
I told him that I didn't know, that it's hard to say. I told him most relationships that get to infidelity do not work. I told him of my own struggles. I told him what my sister said. I talked about Reddit and the experiences I've read. I told him that it's a decision he has to make. He told me he couldn't just stop loving her. I told him that I knew, but that he needs to think about how he wants to live from here on out. I am having an issue with my own situation and my wife didn't duck anyone, and it still feels on the wrong side of impossible. Don completely betrayed his trust. I don't know what to tell him. He asked me how I was dealing with it and I had to be honest, not well. Whenever I think about it too hard I'm hurt, furious, and angry. I told him he's going to need counseling. I also told him about the cheater's handbook. The things she will say. The things he's going to hear. He's pissed that she's had the guy in his house a few times and I don't know how he can handle that. We simply talked until we both passed out. He was gone in the morning, drove out to his father's place in Suffolk. I took the time in the morning to write up my message to the team and inform them I was consider resigning. I've had several other design teams head hunting me and though I wouldn't have the freedom or control, I would be making more money. I'm thinking it's an option. I dunno. Update. Wife is upset I don't trust her, is having second thoughts about the baby. Amy is pregnant, before you ask, yes got a paternity test as soon as it was viable. Things have been going well between us after a really rough time. Intimacy was hard for me. Even returning to my home took me time. Sleeping in the same room was a no-go for almost a year, but I feel like we've turned a corner. I'm not as certain that I'm an idiot waiting for my wife to betray me again. The problem was that things were going well and Amy's worked hard and is doing all the right things. And has for quite some time. Now she's pregnant and emotional and seems to be very happy, though, fussy about a lot of stuff. Randomly she sat down while I was working and apologized again. She has been apologizing for a while like this, so I didn't think anything of it. She starts crying and says she almost ruined us. And that she wants to be a good mom and a better wife. She laments her actions and talks to me some more about her fears coming up. The fact that the video she put online can come back to bite her at any time and may make her life miserable at any moment. She talks about how stupid she was and how sorry she was, and how she's so happy that she was given another chance. How she knows she doesn't deserve it, or me, but that she is happy that I found it in my heart not to abandon her. I hugged her and all was good, for about a few seconds. She then says something that irked me. She said she was happy that I trusted her enough to try. I stopped, because that was the first thing she said that felt wrong. It must have shown on my face, so she asked me what. I shrugged and told her thank you, and said it's going to be difficult, for everyone but I've made the decision to try and make it work, because I love her. She picks up on the evasive answer and asked me again what the problem was. I looked at her and told her that trust takes time. I then told her that once you break something, no matter how much care you put into gluing it back together, it will never be whole again. It will never be what it was. You lose flakes, little dust particles, pieces that made it what it was. And when you sit it down, even if you got it looking exactly like it should. You're careful, cause you know it can break easier the next time. Amy asks if that means she's never going to live down what she did. I told her I didn't know, that I hoped so. But that's all I had, was hope. She asked if that meant I would never trust her again. I told her I don't know. Trust takes time. Right now I have hope that things will be better. But as far as faith and trust, I simply can't have faith and I don't completely trust anyone anymore. I told her that statistically speaking, it was far more likely that she'd cheat on me or betray me, than that everything is good from now on. Most people who commit infidelities are repeat offenders. And most people who reconcile find out latter that their spouse just got better at hiding their illicit activities. She found a reason once to lie to me, to betray me, to gaslight me, to put our entire relationship at risk. And it wasn't hard to find some justification. I told her the mind is an amazing tool and that people can justify a lot of things. I hope we make it and everything will be okay. I love her and have chosen to take the risk, but I'm not in a position to offer my trust, and I'm just not the kind of person who has strong faith in things I can't quantify. 
All the data is telling me I'm a moron and that having a child with her is probably a mistake I will end up sorely regretting. Forgiving a cheater seems to be, but I love her and she seems sincere, so I'm beating against the odds. I hope the trust returns, but it takes time. In the meantime, she has all my hopes. She did not take this well at all. In fact, she started ugly crying. I didn't know what to say to her, so I just held her. She then asks if I don't trust her, then am I even happy about the baby? I told her yes. Regardless of her or I, I'm going to love my kid no matter what. We certainly weren't trying for a baby, but I'm all on board with being a dad. She asks if I think I'm stupid for having a child with her. I answer that all evidence points to that being the case. I hope I'm not, but again, the odds are not in my favor. She took this even worse. She asks why not just have an abortion? Why subject me to this if I don't have faith in us? I told her that faith isn't easy and trust takes time. I got hope. That's about it right now. That it will take more time and we're just on the journey. Hopefully we'll get there together. Amy got quiet and then began sobbing. She left the room and locked herself in her office. I checked on her several times, but she was just crying. Then her mother came to get her, hugged me, and told me she will sort it out. Amy's been at her parents' house for two days. I've called. I'm hearing Amy is having second thoughts about the baby, thought we are almost four months into the pregnancy. I've come by her house to drop a food I cooked for her, but Amy cries every time she sees me now. So I just give it to her father and leave. I'm being told that it's just hormones and that everything will be okay. Amy's therapist is on vacation and I can't wait for her to get back. What am I supposed to do her? I'm trying to be honest and supportive. I've had to balance my own feelings and hers for so long now, and now that she's pregnant am I expected to get over it? Hey you chose to reconcile so you can't have those feelings anymore? The situation seems delicate and I have all the tact of a rampaging elephant. What can I do here? How do I make this woman feel better without lying to her? Do I have to suck it up and pretend I don't have fears and doubts? I do. I'm scared shitless that the next time she's depressed she'll do something crazy to make herself feel better. I also have the nagging doubts in my head given how most of these stories have ended on Reddit. I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I made my decision. I am reconciling and we are having a baby. We are staying married and I do love this woman with all my heart. But I do not trust her with that heart. I just need some advice on how to navigate these emotions. Redditor's reactions. Redditor 1, she thought the baby was a magic band-aid. You told her that she still has work to do. She's not happy the pregnancy didn't earn her a free pass. Not a good sign in my opinion. Redditor 2, you and her need to accept the reality you are living in now and need to think about your expectations because what she did changed everything. Trust can be restored but it will never again be like it was before. Reason for that is, that she showed you what she is capable of. What she is capable of is a part of her that you were not aware of before but that you are aware of now. That she is capable of doing that doesn't mean that she will do it again but she is capable of doing it again. So even if she does everything right, you will always be aware of what she is capable of. Because of that, you can't give her the same trust again like you did before. You need to protect yourself. When you gave her all of your trust before, you put yourself into a position where she could hurt you like no one else could, which she did. You can trust her again but it will be on a level where you don't make yourself so extremely vulnerable again. You and her both need to accept that and adjust your expectations accordingly. Your marriage can still be beautiful but it will be a different kind of beautiful. But different doesn't need to be bad. But as long as your or her expectations are to get back what you had before, you both will only find disappointment. You learned what she is capable of and need to take that into consideration. Talk about your expectations, find out if they can be realistically achieved and if you both can find happiness in them. If the answer is no, then find out if you can adjust your expectations. I wish you all the best on your way forward. Op answer, you always have the most measured and unbiased opinions man. Thank you. Most people answer these questions from a place of hurt, expectation, or outrage. It's not helpful. It never is. I've made the decision to reconcile, and so far, I haven't regretted it. 
but everyone acts like every bump in the road is a sign the damn sky is falling. It's starting to get a little nerve-wracking. Like, I want to hold on to my anger and my outrage, but it's hard in the face of folks who want her to be representative of their past trauma, or their situation, she is not. People are people and they are all different. Will this work? Who the duck knows? But you know what? You got the same damn odds of it working out with a relationship without an infidelities issue as one without one, the only difference now is I'm aware of that. And that awareness causes friction. I'm A not going to let my wife off the hook for what she did do. B. I'm not gonna drive myself in a tizzy about what she could have done, and C. I'm not going to pretend like the bad washes away the good and vice versa. We're not at a blank slate, but we are like at the beginning of a new thing. The old thing is dead and gone and I'm working on this new thing. My peace of mind as someone else stated, will never be the same. And not just because of her. She's a huge thing. But you've been following me. You know for a fact Amy isn't the most of my trust issues and I'm more about people in general. People I loved and trusted protected and defend my childhood abuser. Hit his actions. My design team did some betraying things. I'm running into more racist in my industry than I ever thought. My trust for anyone is ducking low. She's part of that, but not the whole and I know walking away from her right now would be me trying to fix a general issue by doing whatever small thing I can do right now. Like hitting some kid at school cause you can't fight your parents who mistreat you. Yeah, the kid may have hit you first, or may have made fun of you, or deserved some kind of retribution. But to take all of that out on them would be unwise and unfair. I wish I was the type of person to make a rash decision. But I doubt I'd be happy right now or have peace of mind if I did. Redditor 3, I think she finally, finally understands how much she truly hurt you and the precarious state of your marriage. She has gotten a taste of the stigma that follows cheaters around and realized she doesn't want to live under that spotlight forever. She's hormonal, and that's amplifying all the guilt, sadness, regret and uncertainty. Do you believe your significant other may be cheating on you? Or do you just want to check? The best tool to use is a voice-activated recorder which is small and can be hidden in a car or bedroom or anywhere else you believe will work. This is the number one method used by professionals for decades and gives you evidence to confront or possibly a divorce hearing. Check out the Amazon link with 30% discount in description for a super affordable and on sale. Long life rechargeable battery over 1000 hours recording time sound audio recorder with playback with dual microphones and password protected and put your doubts to rest. I know it worked for me. Check out the Amazon link with 30% discount in description. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.